Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Oh, I'm going to talk about something today, and you're going to say, "Yeah, that's that's me. That's me. I feel what you're. I feel. I feel your pain." No, literally, we all suffer from pain, one time or another. I'm talking about that physical pain. My shoulder's been kind of hurting lately. It's. I think they. It's bursitis. I don't even know, but kind of hurts when I move it. We all got things going on from time to time. Now you can take medication. Of course, you can see a doctor. There's another way to heal, and that is through energy, specifically sound. Now, before you make a funny face and say, what is he talking about? It has been proven scientifically that energy, you can heal with energy. And whether you know it or not, sound is energy. And we're going to talk about that, possibly heal some pain you're dealing with today. So that's why you don't want to go anywhere. She is a sound healer and she's back with us. Barb Sound is on the program. Barb, welcome. How are you? Thank you, Steve. I'm good. How are you? Really well, thanks. And good. People don't get, uh, I believe, that sound is energy and energy can heal. If you strike a symbol, you can't see it, but there is energy radiating from the symbol. And somehow, I don't know how it really works. The energy heals people. How does that work? Can you tell us? Well, the energy, I mean, I tend to talk about frequencies because sound have frequencies, uh, as does light. Mm -hmm. And so currently, there's kind of a big boom happening with sound healing and light healing. And those are predicted to be the biggest um, healing modalities in the next decade or so. And those both those things are healing like with frequency. And you know, medical science uses things like lasers and and you know, x-rays and all the kind of stuff and and ultrasound, those are all based on frequencies. And frequency is just like a vibration. So when I play mm. my harmonic gongs, they're producing vibrations, right? And that's that is the energy. That's the energy. That's and we hear it as sound when I'm playing the gongs. Mm-hmm. Um, if you turn the light on, you've got light frequencies in the room, right? You can't you can't hear that, but you can you can see it sure. better. Um, so we can kind of see the physical manifestation of the frequencies. I mean, you can see the gongs and they're vibrating, and that that makes the frequencies. And Frequencies, there's there's a thing in quantum physics which says that if you've got two things that are vibrating and they're in close proximity, the the one with the with the strongest vibration, not necessarily the loudest, but the strongest, most powerful vibration will pull the vibration of the other one towards itself. What's interesting is the and and thank you for bringing up light healing because I completely forgot about that. There's red light healing uh, mm-hmm. and so much more. And I guess if you take it to different levels. Mm-hmm. A, la- a laser is light and mm-hmm. heals. Uh, I've had different types of laser surgery, but sound healing has been around longer. They didn't have light back in the, <laughs> I'm talking hundreds and hundreds and centuries ago, but they had sound and there was a reason why people would make music. It wasn't just for pleasure. It was also to heal. Amazingly, they figured this stuff out centuries ago. And many of us are unaware of it in 2023 and just starting to figure it out. Um, when you mm-hmm. play, and you're going to play to heal people with physical pain in just a few moments. Physical pain, yep. Yeah. When you play, do you know what you're going to play before you start? 
are you thinking I'm hitting that gong? I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Or you kind of just for lack of a better, better description, you kind of just feel it out. Yeah. I just feel it out. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, people play differently. So there are lots of people who are sound healers who are much more sort of methodical or, or actually think about, you know, what instruments they're going to play. Um, I Mm -hmm. don't, I, I basically leave it open to spirit I mean, when I'm playing, I have, you know, I have spirit guides and stuff that are with me. But mm. really, I, I, my mind, like we've been talking about a couple of times earlier, my mind, I need, I kind of have to try to put my mind aside or have my mind just follow the sound with me rather than creating the sound. And so following the sound, when you're following the sound, you hear what's happening and then you just... I do. Mm. I just intuitively go to the next thing. So I have no idea what I'm going to play. I mean, I I do have a general pattern. I play the singing bowls first because that actually lets me hear if the people I'm playing for, if the energies are like a little bit wonky because the Mm. bowls don't blend as well. Mm. So when I play the, the singing bowls at the beginning, like all of them together, if the person I'm playing for, and this is more specific to a single person, but, you know, if the people I'm playing for, if there's somebody with like a really, uh, like a big issue, like a very big energy blockage or, you know, a slowing down or speeding up too much of the energy in their body, then the the bowls won't all kind of merge into one sound. They'll be kind of bouncing off each other. So you kind of hear a whoa, 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 whoa sound. Huh. And then sometimes I play them at the end. Um, just to see if everything is smoothed out. And, you know, so if the, if, if, you know, they're a little bit wonky because today, because they might be, because like lots of everybody has pain somewhere in their somewhere. body. <laughs> Doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter how old you are. If you're younger, you might have pain just because you overdid something, you know? Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah. So I, uh, you know, so I tend to play those at the beginning and sometimes at the end. Um, mm. you know, so there's, there's a few of the, of the not gong, the gongs I play the most intuitively because the gongs have so many frequencies. They have so many notes. There's like thousands of notes playing from one gong when I just hit it once with the mallet. And so that gives you like, like that's like the big fire hose rather than garden hose, the gongs, right? Wow. So you will just get like drenched in sound and frequencies and healing, no matter which gong I play. Now, some of them do specific things. So, but I I don't ever think about it. I just let, I let spirit guide me and let the energy guide me because I can feel the energy from the people that are listening, even if they're not here in my studio. It seems like the, the bowls are the laser or the pinpoint laser and Mm -hmm. you're finding targets and then you transition over to the gongs and that's the bazooka, you know, the shotgun. Yeah. okay interesting wow that's like the last like the 40-day flood mm-hmm. you know okay. in noah's ark that's that's the gong the wow. bowls will the bowls will gentle and smooth the singing bowls will gentle and smooth the flow of energy in your body when i'm playing them the crystal bowls for me are more like a laser so the crystal bowls are very specific they don't have a lot of like you know extra frequencies but they have a lot of mini frequencies within a you know, a kind of small range and mm. they will just go like, if you got pain in your shoulder and I play the crystal ball, the, the vibrations from the crystal ball is going to go right into your shoulder. Mm. Whereas the gongs are just, it's going to go whoosh, like towards you. And then it will start to go wherever it's going. And wherever it 
it needs to go because as we've talked, right, energy does that. Final question here, and then love to hear you play. And by the way, if you've got any comments, instantfeedbacksteve at gmail.com. And my question here is, do you think that some sound healers approach it from a standpoint of, I'm going to make music that I feel sounds good and will heal at the same time, whereby you're not trying to so much, you know, it's going to sound good. How, how, how could it not sound good with all these different tones? But I, I wonder if there are some sound healers out there that are fixated on, let me, per, let me perform a whole bunch of stuff here and make it sound a certain way instead of maybe focusing on just make good sounds and the energy just goes where it, where it needs to. Is that, do you understand what I'm trying to get? At I think here? some people, I think some people who play are trying to focus and make things specific and, and they'll tend to maybe use, they'll maybe vary the way that they, you know, hit the gong with a mallet. Mm-hmm. Um, when I trained with the world gong master, John Conroe, we, the first weekend we had like three days and I think we spent like about 40 minutes out of the whole three days learning how to do different, you know, tapping techniques on the gongs. And the rest of it was all like esoteric energy mm. healing. But the but you the thing is that even if you're not consciously channeling or you're not aware of it, you you cannot make you cannot make a gong make a certain sound. You can't. Like if I if when mm. I play my gongs, every single time I play them, they sound different they create different frequencies and different patterns than any other time i've ever played them which means so I, you, I can't can't. You, you can't duplicate you can't no you can't duplicate you can't practice i mean you can practice but the thing that you're practicing is following the sounds that are coming from the gongs you're not practicing like you you cannot say like if i hit my atlantis gong here it's going to sound like this because today when i hit it there it makes a certain you know, symphony of sounds. And if I hit it five minutes later in the same place, it sounds different. Mm. So if you try to make it do things as a sound healer or, you know, anybody who's playing any of these instruments, especially the ones, if you try to make it do something, it, you get very frustrated because it, it yeah. just, it I got to imagine you, you can't, you can't do it wrong, but you have to know what you're, the way you're going to play. And then the key point here is the intent. You have intent when you play. And I don't yeah. want people just thinking that Barb is just banging the mallet. No, there's a <laughs> lot going behind this uh, and a lot of training and a lot of principle to make sure that the energy goes where it's supposed to go and does the job that it it's supposed to go. Um, do you want to start? And then we'll circle back and then kind of recap and uh, maybe we'll get some feedback from uh, the sure. viewer. Yeah, and then we can talk about sort of what happens in people's bodies when I'm playing if they're if we're dealing yeah with physical right. pain. Okay, love that. Okay, so I'm gonna switch over to my studio so people can see me playing if they want to. I'd encourage yeah. everybody that's watching to close your eyes, though. I mean, you're welcome to watch, but um, if you close your eyes, you'll get a better reception of the frequencies. All right, so I will go play. And she is now making her way to the studio, live and direct from Canada. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if everybody would like to close their eyes, that would be good. That will help you to hear the sounds. 
Um, and as I'm starting, just take a few gentle deep breaths if you can in and out. And that helps to get the energy moving in your body. And it helps to get, you know, sort of releasing some of the stress. Um, and if you want to, you can set an intention for some healing in whatever part of your body is um, maybe hurting a little bit right now or a lot. So here we go.
I got to come back to life. (laughs) 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 I'm not kidding. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm. One of the things that I do in a sound bath, which I mean, it's a little bit, I don't usually do it if I'm playing here because we have time constraints, but when I'm doing a sound bath at the end of a sound bath, I just let the silence be so Mm. that, you know, people can just, because actually sometimes the silence um, right after the sounds end is the deepest part of the healing. I was just thinking, I was thinking that. Yeah. I felt, I feel that every time it's almost as if you're done. And I'm like, oh, I'm just, I don't want to ruin this moment, <laughs> you know, because yeah. it's, it, it feels like a moment and I can't describe it. It's so interesting. And it's very consistent. Every time you play and you stop, I feel the same thing. It's like a, a sense of calm, a sense of wanting more, but not, and it's almost hard really to put into words, but there is whatever it is. There's something there. There's something there at the end. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think you know when when I'm playing, you know, there is still some part of your mind that's listening to the sounds mm. because you can hear the sounds. Yeah, true, true. While that while the healing is happening in the body, while those frequencies and the vibrations are going into your body and you know doing helping your body to do the healing that it wants to do or that it's ready to do, but. And your mind is like slowing down and going into a nice, you know, basically your body and your mind are going into deep relaxation. Mm. And so when the sound stops, I mean, and you can feel if, and if you do a lot of sound baths, you can start to feel, you start to be aware of how you're relaxing during the sound bath. Mm. But when the sound stops is when you can actually really feel that beautiful sacred space of stillness that you're in you it's know, almost you're as no if, longer distracted by oh like what's she gonna right. play next and you know the sounds of it and you're just like in you're in like pure nothingness which is everything like when you dive into the ocean even if you don't scuba or snorkel and you just go down for a second and you're like oh yeah. quiet it's like uh it reminds me if you're at a concert when they do a an encore it's the big ending yeah loud your encore is nothing. <laughs> it's just as good. I've got Kelsey checking in from Fort Worth, Texas. Instant mm-hmm. feedback. Steve at gmail.com. She says, I love your playing. It was very relaxing. How long does it take for the sound to heal pain? Oh, that's a really good question, Kelsey. Um, it depends on a number of things. It's It depends on how much pain you have. It depends on... Mm. You know, how much is secondary pain? The secondary pain will go away really fast in a sound bath. And by secondary pain, I mean, say you have like a severe injury in your shoulder, right? The pain's going to radiate. If it's constant pain, especially, it, the pain's going to radiate out and you're going to start having some pain in your arm and you're going to start having some pain in your chest. And that's like not pain from the initial, you know, wound or thing that you did. Or that, you know, that what happened, um, that's like secondary pain is almost like, you know, the other parts of your body are being empathetic and going, oh, you know how you say to people, oh, I feel your pain. That's your body, different parts of your body saying to your shoulder, oh, I feel your pain. But then you start having pain all over your body. So the secondary pain, because it's not connected to a physical injury or anything, is quicker to go away. It can disappear Mm. quite easily in a 30-minute sound bath, even in a 20-minute um, I played for a client in February, um, uh, f- and I, I only actually wound up playing for like 20 minutes. 
which isn't long for me because I do, you know, one hour ones. Um, and she, she had a lot of pain in her knee. Um, but she also at the same time had sort of low grade chronic pain in her lower back and in her hips. And at the end of a 20 minutes, the pain was gone in both her hips and her lower back. And she has not had any pain come back since. Wow. So, um, you know, that's 20 minutes. Says it all. That's 20 minutes. Uh, we're out of time in the minutes that we have. So how do oh, we find goodness. you, Barb? How do we, I know you do uh, group sound baths, one-on-one. How do we start the process? How do we, how do we locate you? The best thing to do, I think, because um, right now I've switched my sort of free half hour you know, consultation that most practitioners do. And I've switched it to a free 30 minute sound bath. So Kelsey, if you want to feel what it's like to have a sound bath for 30 minutes, go to heal.me. So heal is in healing, H-E-A-L dot M-E slash Barb sounds. And you can book a free 30 minute sound bath with me and, and uh, we'll, we can see what happens and you can, you can feel what it, you know, it feels like, when the gongs are all focusing on only you, I mean, you know, because mm. when I'm playing in the podcast there, you know, the the gongs are playing for everybody who's listening now and everybody who will ever listen to the replays or, or anything. And so it's not that it dilutes the healing, but it's not as, Focused. you know, it's not as specific. Like, yeah. it's like, you know, when you have those flashlights and one is a big, huge beam and one is a, like a really narrow one. So when you're, if Kelsey, if you want to do a sound bath with me for 30 minutes, it's that all the instruments and the gongs and the bowls are going to be focused just on you. Mm, love it. Uh, so, yeah. why, why wouldn't it? That feels good. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, as always, Barb, great, great having you on. Uh, love what you do. And we got lots to, uh, lots of territory to hit and we're going to do that in the uh, future. And I look forward to that. Mm-hmm. Me too. All right. Thanks a lot. We'll be right Thanks, back. Steve. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world. This is the Podcast Business News Network. Of course my kid's in the right car seat. Well, I think he is. Yeah, my kid's in a booster seat. He was ready to move up. He is ready, right? Her car seat looks like the right size. There are probably rules on when to move up to a booster seat, aren't there? Rear facing, forward facing? I think I have it right. Car crashes are a leading killer of children 1 to 13. Are your children in the right car seat for their age and size? Don't think you know. Know you know. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat. I know my child's in the right car seat, or else I wouldn't get in the driver's seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.